Welcome back to episode 96 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. Today on the podcast, we have a distinguished guest, Matt Landman. As you know, I've been looking for a guest to bring on to interview live uh, live to tape on the podcast, and Matt was gracious enough to respond and agree to come on to the podcast. So again, I want to extend my debt of gratitude to him. And I'm asking you all to support him and the good work that he's doing. So yeah, this is my first guest on the podcast. And Matt has a movie out right now online, which is Frankenskies. The website for that is frankenskiesthemovie.com. And his other website is actualactivists.com. That's with an S at the end. And Matt also has a GoFundMe, which is gofundme.com forward slash protective clothing where he is seeking funding to come up with a clothing line to protect us from the dangers of the 5G network that's being cast upon us right now. Matt has his MBA, Master's in Business Administration in Strategic Sustainability, and Matt did work in the corporate world for a number of years until he gave that up to seek a higher purpose, and he went out to California to become an organic farmer and assume a more sustainable, holistic, organic life. A short time after he started working uh, as an organic farmer in Northern California, he noticed that there was they were anticipating some rain to come in and they really needed it because the ground was very parched and they were afraid to lose the harvest. And they looked under Doppler radar and they were checking all the weather forecasts and animals were coming out of the ground anticipating this rain because animals know. And oddly enough, just when that rain was ready to downpour on them to, to feed the parched earth, and save their farm, he noticed that those rain clouds um, suspiciously kind of disappeared once they did some chemtrails and they did some something to the atmosphere and it just, you know, aborted all of the rain so the, the ground stayed parched. And at that point, Matt had an epiphany and realized that there was really something going on with these chemtrails and with the environment and what was going on. So he began to have conversations with people and delve deeper into these subjects whereupon he discovered that there really is some kind of plan or something going on with regard to to the 5G network, to the chemtrails, to the to the vaccines and just everything that's going on. And he became conscious and aware, and he came up with his uh, website, actualactivists.com. I cannot say enough positive and great things about Matt. He has a full 360-degree view of what's transpiring right now on the planet and he, if you want to really get informed and do the one-stop shopping, I would highly recommend going to his website, supporting his website, supporting his GoFundMe, and watching his movie, um, Frankenskies. Matt's a really great guy. We had a nice conversation for two hours, and it was I learned a couple of things, and I feel that this is going to benefit anybody that really wants to be aware of, as I said, everything from, from nutrition to spirituality to chemtrails, to 5G, and there's also positive notes here because he's a very positive guy. So we're going to get right into the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. And again, I'd like to have everybody go visit my website, which is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. There you're going to see all of the links in the description. If you go to episode 96, you'll see all of the links for Matt and his websites and everything that he's doing online right now. So yeah, check out my website and let's get into this episode. Today we have a distinguished guest, Matt Landman, and he's going to talk about the hazards and dangers of the 5G network and the chemtrails above our heads in the sky. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Hi, Mike. Thanks so much for having me on. So, tell us a little bit about your your, your uh, 
activity as far as um, awareness, spreading awareness about the 5G network that's being rolled out onto us? Because I know it's a big issue these days. Uh, yeah, happily. Um, and it is a big issue that um, should concern everyone listening because, well, it's a, it's a global deployment. But right now in the United States, we should especially be concerned because a lot of states are focusing on a 2020 expected statewide rollout. I know the state of Arizona is the first to completely deploy and, and is looking to flip the switch for 5G in the year 2020. Um, but the reason why it impacts all of us is that, um, well, it's proximity to these radiation emitting uh, cell phone towers. Evidently, the infrastructure that the wireless telecom firms are calling for requires a small cell tower roughly every 500 feet everywhere in the United States. Wow. So, so the likelihood wow. that, that the listener, the likelihood that you and I end up with a cell phone tower that's visible from our front doorstep, you know, wherever we live or our window or whatever, you know, um, it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty likely. It's pretty likely. And if it's visible, if it's within eyesight, it's pretty likely that it's emitting enough radiation to impact us. So we're going to have to learn about this technology and quick and learn how to mitigate our risks and quick, <laughs> you know, because that's we're not just going to lay down and take it. Right. So we need to empower ourselves. So so my story and, and I'll just I'll just tell you how, how I started to learn about this, because, well, it's just my path. It's my journey. But I know a lot of listeners out there and, and people passing on this message to others. A lot of people aren't aware. You know, they've probably just caught right. a few. They've probably right. just caught a few propagandized commercials that are talking about how fast download speeds are going to be. And congratulations, you can have self-driving cars in the near future and, and augmented reality goggles. And no one's thinking about or knowing about or learning about this infrastructure that is required for the proliferation of this carrier wave that is actually way different than 4G and 3G and anything we've ever been exposed to in our lives. So Correct, correct, yeah. So, so I was in the midst of, of um, my activism as a geoengineering chemtrail activist. I When I first woke up to the chemtrail space, um, and thanks for the lovely intro. I was working in Northern California on an organic farm, and I was literally getting grounded and learning about basically how um, misinformed I was through my childhood and growing up. And I was now in my mid-30s, and, and I learned how little that I knew when I started to learn about farming, becoming connected to the earth and the air and the environment and the hydrological system. And, and there I witnessed weather modification and started really running with the chemtrails. And I and I never Matt, if, I never Matt, if I might ask go ahead yeah when you, if, yeah when when you were out there in the fields farming and doing your thing out there right in California how much time did it take for you to see those lines in the sky and make the connection and like was it in a day or what what happened what was your you know cathartic moment there well it's a great question because um, everybody has their epiphany that they you know when they have their actual it clicks, you know, when the when the final straw yep. drops or whatever. And for me, my story is, and this is important because you never know how imp how impactful your voice can be. And uh, I grew up in uh, the D.C. area. Um, that's where all my childhood friends are. Most of them yep. have pretty much disowned me for for going down the conspiracy path or what have you. But I do have some friends that I keep in touch with still. And 
what happened was is I witnessed full-on weather modification, full-on drought causation. I mean, it's, it's completely obvious in retrospect, but um, being having not known about it, I didn't, it didn't click. I just planted those memories in my hard drive or my file bank in my brain. So what happened was, yeah, we were, yeah, we were amidst uh, a catastrophic drought. We were on about year five and the, the, in, in California, rain hadn't came for five years, whereas there's usually this seasonal deluge, especially in Northern California, amidst these 2,000, 3,000-year-old redwood trees. They get this seasonal rain that starts around late October and goes for about five straight months. You know, San Francisco right. all the way up to Seattle, it's basically like this rainforest ecosystem. So right. this, this traditional rain pattern hadn't hit where I was living for five years. And lo and behold, we were expecting finally some relief. So the I checked the weather, and my my farmer boss checks his Doppler radar. Says 100% chance of rain for the next uh, week straight. And these okay. amphibious creatures, these newts and salamanders, coming out from outside, from underneath wow. my home that I never wow. even seen because wow. they knew That's this crazy. the system was coming. Right, the whole the whole environment right. was ready for this storm, and. Whereas there was very sparse air traffic in rural, northern, isolated California, where I was working on this farm, very sparse air traffic. On a, any given day, I'd see a handful of jets, three or four or five, go across the sky in a whole day's time, you know? Right. And, and usually these jets wouldn't leave any lines out of the back at all. So, and this is important to, to sink your teeth into, it's the abnormality of the irregularity of the air traffic. That's where you can really bring it home to show people what's going on. It's not just the lines in the sky, it's the absence thereof when there's no air traffic at all. I mean, I know you're in New York, you guys have a handful of airports there, so it's kind of hard. You always have air traffic, but for most people, there's days where there's no traffic at all, and then you can think and, right. and convey this message to your friends and family it's like well what happened did the planes just stop flying it's no they're not they're not modifying your weather or or doing their experiments or whatever at that time so so on the front of this gigantic black storm cloud a dozen planes showed up out of the clear blue sky no pun intended and they gridded the sky and they kept working wow. it seemed they kept working wow. it seemed until there was this milky white haze and as the storm system came into this haze and passed not a drop of rain fell out, but I was out there working hard to save the crop because we thought that we were going to get dumped on and everything was going to mold and rot out right. in the field, especially right, the, right. the winter squash, the pumpkins. So, so I planted those memories in my memory bank, and I was like, that was weird. The storm, you know, the storm didn't drop any rain. All these planes showed up, you know, but I didn't know about that stuff. I didn't know about a lot of a lot at the time. I was awake to GMO. I was awake to 9-11. I was I was reading ingredients on my food, but I didn't even know vaccines were bad, brother. I knew fluoride was bad. I was learning about that, but I right. I still I still hadn't fully embraced all of it, and I definitely didn't know about chemtrails. I probably never even had, even had heard the term. So fast forward about two months, and I'm talking to my boy Lorenzo back in D.C., and we're just we're just right. shooting, you know, we're we're back and forth just talking about life and people and and the next generation, and you know, I'm in my late. 30s now and we're talking about how kids that are in that are coming into the world now 18 20 early 20s mid 20s they have no concept of what it was like when 9-11 right. happened right, right? so 9-11 happened right. and people that were impacted and 
and really did some investigation and saw that we went into Iraq for no reason and all this stuff. There's so many holes. It's not even funny. But if you're new to the topic and all you have is a Google search and your your um, normalized media conditioned family friend and peers, you're, you're not gonna. You're not. It's you're not drinking, easy to wake up to 9/11, right? You know. You're drinking the Kool Aid. You're, you're drinking the Kool Aid. Exactly. And so we were talking about, you know, well, these kids don't even know about 9-11 and how can we convey this message? And I'm saying, well, what about the fact that there was a third building, building number seven, that fell that Thank day? And it was, an, it was announced by the BBC Thank 25 you. minutes or something early. Surprise, this Correct. building has, has fallen and it's still standing behind her. Still I mean, standing. If still, that's yeah. not enough. So there's all these holes, all these holes in the Pentagon story and the Pennsylvania plane and all these, all these holes, right? But and we're just talking about that. And he says, yeah, well, those kids weren't there. And when you when you talk to them about it, they say, well, I wasn't even alive. Then what am I? To, how am I? To, and, they, and they say, yeah, I've seen both sides. There's both sides of the story. Right. Because that's how that's how they get you nowadays on the Internet. They, they pile on so much information on both sides of the argument that all you do is is go to the sidelines and you're aware that there's both sides of the argument. But you can't take a stand because it's it's information overload. Right. Until you meet someone like us. But Correct. my friend, he, go, he says to me just in passing, as we get off the phone, he's like, yeah, those kids, how are they going to know about 9-11? But the chemtrails, chemtrails are right in their face. They can't deny right. that. And I said, what's chemtrails? And he goes, you don't know about chemtrails? And I was like, no. And he, and he says to me, well, you, you woke me up to 9-11. You should look into this. So I go home. Oh, so and he, I, was hipping, he was hipping you to chemtrails. Exactly. And it was just a phone conversation. And so I go home and I do a couple Google searches. And then it clicked. I was like, no, I, I saw that just recently. And it started just to unravel rapidly. And I, and I got really inspired and thought that I would, you know, create a movement surrounding it and make a movie about it. But then I right. saw that there was already a movie. And I kind of, I started to kind of give up when I didn't get any traction. And I, I gave a couple presentations to like five people in a, in a room the at a great. university. I, I recommend everybody watch Frankenskies. It's, it's a really informative movie. It's stimulating you. It feeds you. And if you don't really know about chemtrails, you'll learn about it. And if you already know, it's going to it's going to enhance your knowledge on that topic. So I highly recommend everybody go out and, and uh, watch Frankenskies. It's on Vimeo. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on Vimeo. It's on Frankenskiesthemovie.com. There's a lot of censorship. There's a lot of censorship surrounding the film. Um, but I am I am really proud of it. It, it is this. Uh, chronological histor history of the weather modification of the weather modification timeline and also it's a tool that activists can feel empowered and inspired to pass on this information forward whereas maybe your friends and family and peers didn't want to hear it or you didn't have the right tools before to convey the message you can now you can just literally yeah. lead a horse to water and walk away you know yeah i'm uh, going to recommend my listeners and everybody go to actualactivists.com which is Matt's one of Matt's websites. He has a GoFundMe also, which um, all of the links are going to be on the description, but the GoFundMe.com forward slash protection clothing and actual activists is on Facebook. But anyway, on, on Matt's um, actual activist website, it's a one-stop shopping uh, for just knowledge of what's happening on the planet right now with this Agenda 21 and everything that's going on. He gets into the nutrition he gets into the chemtrails and not in a, in a down way. I mean, he does it in an, an empowering way where you learn and you can take action. Like he, like he says in the name, actual activist. So I'm sorry, Matt. I, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll just talk about your website. So you woke up to the chemtrails and everything and it kind of hit you at once. 
Yeah, exactly. And it started, I mean, like I like to say about truth is once you start writing that vibration of truth, all these other truths start to meet you on that frequency and become self-evident. So this is a long story of how I got into 5G, but I'm just, I'm just like, it, it, it's all important. So, so ultimately, I started to wake up to, to it all. And at the end of it all, once I saw that there was a movie out there, I was kind of disempowered, but then I realized I could make a better movie. And, and I did. I, I, my film, Frank is the is the best. I it think is. it's one of the best documentaries it ever, but it it's, it's the best uh, of, its, of its kind. So ultimately, I ended up hosting some conferences to bring some activists together and to get some footage for the film at the time. And once I got up to about a dozen small conferences and big events, I found myself in Arizona. I'd moved up to Canada to host a conference and to finish the movie, and I ended up moving to Arizona to host the third annual Global Chemtrail Summit wow. uh, because of this unraveling agenda, which okay. is the following. So chemtrails were always a conspiracy, um, and no one was ever transparent with what was going on. There was always just this tinfoil hat propaganda machine to convince right. the general public that nothing at all was happening and there's nothing to see there and if you look it up there's all this disinformation about contrails and chemtrails and if you really start to dig you learn that the contrails is a con and that anything coming out of the back of the jets at, at this current juncture with the with the up-to-date uh, jet engines that release cooled air there's there's no steam there's no steam whatsoever so if you see anything come out of the back of the jet it's a chemical Depending on what chemical it is, is, is how it acts, if it slowly dissipates or not. So as I started to... That's, the, that's what it is. Because if it's a vapor, you might just see it wispy and it just disappears. But water vapor doesn't sit in the air for like five hours and create layer upon layer of checkerboard, you know. Exactly. So, amazed that they put it. so as I was making the film... Um, a blessing it was at the time. I didn't know. I kept getting held up in the because I thought I was trying to release this film in a timely manner, telling people to look up at the sky and to to wake up to these persistent linear cirrus cloud formations that were actually toxic aerosolized metallics such as aluminum, barium, and strontium, cadmium, and titanium. And as I'm formulating and finishing the film, I was blessed with this normalization attempt by the mainstream media telling us that geoengineering which is the spraying of aerosolized metallics from the back of jets which is the exact same thing we're being told never existed now the mainstream media has come out to say that we need this as a solution to save the planet from global, global warming, warming. Global Okay, so I was able to, to integrate that into the film, and when the film was released in 2017, June 2017, literally the June 2017 release date is a timestamp in the historical chronology of weather modification history, geoengineering, aerosols in the sky, and, and there we are. Because the film, it starts in the 1920s, and it goes through the entire history of it. It gets you right. to exactly June 2017. Right. And in June 2017, the media was telling the world that this is what we need through the propaganda social engineering machine it was telling the world that now this what was once a conspiracy is now our savior and we must adopt right 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 we must adopt Matt, this if I, if I 
yeah, Go ahead. If, if I if I may, there's one thing I was listening. You know, I've been listening to you on some of some of your appearances online, and and I don't remember exactly what show it was, but you got into this, and I get heavily into this, the fear as a control mechanism, you know, and how we're being subjected to just fear of everything around us because when you're in a state of fear, you what is that the um, Hegelian dialectic, you know, and you just get wrapped up in this whole fear paradigm. And you feel powerless, but it's important that we raise our voices and 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 uh, let everybody know that it's really not a thing to be feared. Because you know, if you're an ostrich and the ostrich puts his head in the ground, it's going to get pounced on. We can't do that. Now's the time to pick up our heads and you know, really collectively put all of our knowledge and our brains and our capability and our networks together to to really resist what's happening right now. And really, you are at the forefront of this. You know, you know. I mean, I'm impressed with with uh, with the work that you do, really. But anyway, I interrupted. I'm, I'm listening to you about the chemtrails. I'm sorry. No, and you're exactly right. Um, fear is also a frequency, and and a low frequency, a very low frequency. Exactly, and to control the pop, the fluoridated populace, right? To to control the docile populace by by integrating them into a frequency and keeping them in a frequency of fear. It's they're so easily disempowered and controlled because where where does it, things like truth or integrity or empowerment, all of these things are not in the frequency of fear, right? Correct. So so people get stuck down there and they they don't resonate in these higher frequencies where the truth really lies and they get stuck in this low vibration and they don't even want us. They 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 say to me on the street when I approach them with a chemtrail DVD and a flyer, they say, oh. There's nothing right. we can do. There's nothing we can do. They're for completely, they're completely powerless. They feel right. They're doing it for our own good. They're, they're, they're helping us, right, with the chemtrails. They're helping us with the fluoride in the water, and the Edward Bernays propaganda, public relations, uh, you know, consumerism, you know, thinking mentality. It's 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 ridiculous. You got to just consume and buy. That's what we're here for, right? <laughs> Is it exactly. Ridiculous? Exactly. And if if um, if anybody out there doesn't know about Edward Bernays to grasp, to fully comprehend the degree to which uh, the the normalization of evil that the population yeah. is yeah. programmed, our general population has been programmed by a script that was erected by Sigmund Freud's nephew, Edward Bernays. Right. And correct. This script essentially controls the way that we perceive things and the way that we act and our 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 minds are coerced to think that we need certain things that we don't and if you just walk into the grocery store and and see things through this new lens you can take a step back and and take your health into your own hands and see that these bright colorful whatevers are actually poison you know right and well Brene's Brene's thing was to for us to buy not what we need, but what we want. And that was the flip with Bernays because up until that time, and I'll tell you, uh, Matt, this goes into sports teams. You know, people, you know, the family was a tribe. So you have the family tribe and they have their extended families branching out. But what they did was they took, let's say, the father figure of the family and now his tribe became the Redskins or the New York Giants. So he kind of left his they're, they're trying to break apart the family. And that's all from Edward Bernays. Okay. Um, his well, I, writings, I, I mean. If- I couldn't agree more. 
and and that's interesting that you mentioned the sports. I'll I'll have to uh, file that away because I think that's especially important. Um, yeah, look, also, at, look at today. You got these guys chasing chasing sports teams, and 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 listen. Here's the Matt. Here's the thing. It's a child's game. It's a little child's game. Those sports, you know, and they follow it like it's got some real meaning. It's true. And then also I think about technology and how um, at first I've, I've read this. I'm not sure it's 100 percent true, but the, the women's rights movement was supposedly co-opted by groups that wanted to get the, the, the mother out of the home. And then now right. they've replaced the mother with the television, the television with the tablet. And now you've got children that are near infants. Being raised by a tablet. Yeah, they're being handed a radiation mind control device that will, will probably make them sick and infertile but i but i digress so and i and i appreciate that the 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 um the sports because because disempowering the male is it's just as important right. as, as taking away the mother figure and so both the parents Correct. are now not caring about the children and they're full of useless information you know i mean how did i get to Correct. this potato farm like i i ended up on this potato farm in my mid-30s with an education from uh, fairfax county public schools which was supposedly the best public school in the country right outside of virginia right an i mean MBA. right outside of washington dc i ended up with an mba a bachelor's of science from virginia tech and i got out on a potato wow. farm and i didn't know that potatoes grew potatoes I, it blew my world to even wow. learn that there was different varieties of, of of lemons different varieties of apples i thought there was four different types of apples and that was it i thought there was one orange <laughs> one grapefruit one lemon i never thought that you could take a potato and put it in the ground and that you get more potatoes there's all these things that i was disconnected to and how is it even possible if i was able to get through so many levels of education i didn't know these things wow. so so as I was in my activism space as a uh, chemtrail activist. I learned of this normalization attempt that the mainstream media was to tell the entire world that we need chemtrails to save us from global warming, a.k.a. now it's being called climate change. I think, think they're calling climate it now change. climate change because we've had such drastic winters. It just snowed in Hawaii. It snowed in Las Vegas. Right. There's polar polar vortex and you can't necessarily sell to the world global warming as easy when people are freezing their asses off and convince in them Hawaii. that we have to block our sun when they're freezing their asses off so they turn it around pardon my french so they turn it into climate change and now they can blame her exact like gigantic hurricanes and say you know your suv and your carbon footprint exhaling all that air that you exhale how could you those hurricanes are huge it's all your fault we need to block your sun so I know it sounds ridiculous, but but it's no. But I mean, it's, it's what's happening. That's what's it. happening. It's exactly yeah. what's happening, and people fall into it just like you said because of this well-formulated psychological paradigm that is what you said the the Hegelian dialectic. So, for those that don't know, there's this um, philosopher named George Hegel, H-E-G-E-L, this German philosopher, and at the turn of the century, when it seems like a lot of evil evil guys were getting together to <laughs> yes, it seems like time. they were getting together trying to squash yep. free energy create the federal reserve figure out how to i mean there's been a lot of plans that go centuries that seem to have started at the turn of the century here while when when we were you in know, the industrial revolution right 
right? I mean, it, yep. it's yep. wild. If you just think about what would happen if the Federal Reserve didn't get put together and Nikola Tesla's technology was proliferated, we'd live in a completely different society, completely different world. Um, and, and the knowledge that Tesla had of, of frequency, instead of it right. being turned around on its head, it's flipped on its head now, we're going we're gonna to be facing 5G, this weaponized technology. And whereas we should have free energy and, and, and all of this understanding of the unseen. Whereas now we don't know, I don't even know that potatoes plant potatoes. How am I supposed to know about electromagnetic frequencies and non-ionizing radiation that's invisible when I'm not, I don't learn anything about these frequency technologies. So either way. You, Matt, you know, you know what gets yeah. me though, Matt? It's like people are just so asleep. It's like, let me have my iPhone 25. Let me get my 5G. And let me just, you know, veg out in this la-la abyss where, you know, nothing is really important. And as long as, you know, as long as I can get on Snapchat and put whiskers on my face, I'm good. And that's what people, that's what they're into. Whiskers, yeah. bunny ears, they, I mean, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. That's for I kids in school, but for adults. I don't get it either. And um, when everyone was getting smartphones, I was really happy to just have my flip phone. And when I finally got my smartphone a couple years ago, I was really happy to get rid of it when I got my slider flip phone, you know, a couple months ago. You're a flip, I, you're a flip I, phone I now, guy? You're a flip well, it's, guy? A, it's like a slider phone, but it is a flip phone. Okay. I mean, it's, it's like a slider. Yeah, a lot of guys do that now. A lot of guys are doing like that. a tangible keyboard. And I, I got it because I got an EMF radiation meter and i started seeing what was coming off these smartphones constantly constant radiation it's constantly updating you what your weather is and that's radiation right. enough to give you a tumor right otherwise i've got this phone that just sits there and it only puts off a little bit when i'm on the phone i mean it's it's a lot different so i, gotta look into that. I have to look into that yeah, let me know. I can send you a link. But for thirty dollars, I've got this phone that's perfectly fine. And for for thirty dollars a month with Verizon, I've got unlimited call yeah, to check. That works. And if I need if I need the internet, I don't I don't need to be updated constantly. But but what I'm getting at is, can you blame them? These people have been completely entrained. All right, I've I've thought about it myself. Now I know you're a little older, but when I was eighteen. The internet was coming out and I was dialing up and I was chatting with my friends and I was uploading photos that were literally like you could hear the phone line and it would do a line on right. your stream every 30 seconds. And you see yeah, another yeah, yeah, little yeah. Yeah. You know, dial up modems. So we were raised and I think it's actually a, a hijacking of humanity. I don't think the human race, as far as where we're at in evolution, was ready for this technology quite yet. So it's like it's it's like a, a donkey with a, a carrot at the end. We, I mean, you know, you know that whole the, the donkey with the carrot on the stick. Correct, like, of course, yeah, sure, sure. It's like the te the technology was introduced to us spoon fed. We've gone from a corded phone in our kitchen where the family unit actually intercepted the phone calls mm -hmm. and said, oh, who would you like to speak to? So right. now we've got Snapchat and 12-year-olds have Snapchat and it's it's gone so quickly, so fast and so in lined up the next one, the next one, the iPhone 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, right? So it's like, it, it's it's such the means Plan. by which it's been introduced. Plan. It's, it's pre, pre, predestined. I can't help but think that I, I do look at people and say, you know, you need to take a step back and get connected to nature. But also, I, I, it's hard yeah. for me to point the finger nowadays. But either way, so the, the problem, reaction, solution, it's called a master-slave dialectic that this 
philosopher, George Hegel, he created, all right? So these, these, these evil men got together with, with Edward, Edward Bernays, the Federal Reserve, the philosopher George Hegel, and Hegel said that the entire majority of the population could be trolled, could be completely controlled by coercing them into this problem-reaction-solution paradigm scenario with everything. All right. right. So if you want, to, if you want to push something upon the people, all you have to do is create a problem that puts the people into fear, and then offer them the solution to the problem that was created. And as long as you're offering them a solution while they're in the state of fear, it doesn't matter what you're offering them; they're more willing to accept it because you've created it as a solution to the problem. Yeah, yeah, the solution to their problems, which their problems no. are. This fear-based scenario where they're where they've been disempowered and they don't they don't know what to do and it, it's all it's a lot to do with like the mentality of these false flags. I got banned from Facebook, brother. So I've got thirty-eight thousand Facebook followers, which I had to claw my way to. I heard get, you talk about through, that. Yeah, I heard that. Especially through censorship. Explain that. I um, explain, that. explain what censorship? The th no, the third you had thirty-eight thousand. Oh yeah, so I've got thirty-eight. 38,000 Facebook followers. Um, at one point, I was I was getting 500 followers a day um, as the movement oh. first came out. But there was a large clamp down on my posts where a lot are often invisible or people or, or they get zero likes. A lot of my posts don't get seen at all. But I have gotten to a point where I've got a little bit of influence, right? A little bit of people are listening and watching. And last month, all of a sudden, um, I was told that I was banned from Facebook. People call it Facebook jail. I was banned from Facebook for 30 days because of a crisis actor, 9-11 crisis actor post that I made two years ago. All right. So now, wow. now I've been entrained. I've been conditioned and entrained through fear that, to not post anything about crisis actors ever again, because I could go into another 30 day Facebook jail. People get all worried about me. And it's just, I mean, Facebook's kind of my bread and butter to get the word out okay. because that's where I've gotten all of my, my listeners and followers. I've tried hard to get people together on, on Vimeo or YouTube, and it's stagnant because of the censorship. Okay. I was able to get my foot in the door a little early with Facebook so that when the censorship really clamped down, I was already at 20-something thousand, and okay. I've, I, had, I had some momentum. So, Matt, if, 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 if I may, you, you tell it because, you know, we, we, we want to inform listeners, you know, what steps they can take. And I heard you speak about these um, 5G waves that they're like a centimeter, which means that they're much more intrusive to, to, to our physiology, to, you know, our, our genetics and everything like that. So now my understanding is that you, what you're doing is you're creating a clothing line that's going to help protect people from the invasiveness of these 5G waves. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, yeah, happily. And it's actually not a centimeter the size of the wave. It's one millimeter. And, one, and I'm sorry, I've, one millimeter. No, sorry, yeah. it's good. It's good. But it's worth it's worth noting because the size really does matter in this instance. And I'll, and I'll wrap up really quick. So on the other note, I ended up down in Arizona. I hosted the third annual Global Chemtrail Summit in Tucson, Arizona, because an experiment was unfolding. A public experiment to normalize chemtrails was unfolding in Tucson. So the primary geoengineer, the solar geoengineer out of Harvard um, University, this professor by the name of David W. Keith, he's got public donation, um, public funding, pardon me, from Bill Gates. So he's, okay. Bill Gates is like 
the sugar daddy for chemtrails for making it normalized, telling the world that we need it. So David Keith is and doing vaccine, this, and vaccines and vaccines and, yeah, and depopulation. So so David Keith is doing this public experiment through this company called Worldview Enterprises. The experiment's called SCOPEX, S-C-O-P-E-X. It's a stratospheric-controlled uh, perturbation experiment. What it is is they take these high-tech balloons up in the atmosphere that can release payloads, um, aerosolized uh, chemicals. They can release these payloads in the atmosphere for like an, an entire month. So by partnering with this high-tech balloon company, SpaceX, this experiment was set to take place last year to spray aluminum in front of the sun in the sky um, to have this experiment to show the world that they can dim the sun with this concept called solar geoengineering that supposedly has never taken place, that is now going to take place. They want to launch what's called full-scale deployment, where they do it everywhere all at once, claiming that they've never done it before um, under the, the guise that they're saving us after they do this experiment uh, in Tucson. So before the experiment happened, I went and I hosted this conference and had a protest and had a concert and, and brought a lot of global awareness to it and even went on coast to coast talking about it and really, really did everything I can to raise awareness to, um, surrounding this experiment. And the experiment was delayed. It didn't happen last year. It was supposed to happen. There's countless media articles saying that it was going to happen in 2018. Well, they pressed pause and now this winter has been drastic. This winter we had snow. Again, I'll say it's snow in, in Vegas, snow in Hawaii. Now coming right. along and... Right and telling the world that we need to dim the sun when we're having such a, a uh, shockingly cold and catastrophic polar vortex winter that we're, we're in no position to go and dim the sun at this juncture. So while I was in Arizona, I learned of this 5G rollout. I was, I was living in this really small town called Sedona, which is this like spiritual kind right. of, uh, it's right. almost... Yeah, it's Red Rocks. It's almost like a national park. We get so many tourists coming to see these vortexes and these Red Rocks. Beautiful place. Beautiful. Well, in, the, Beautiful. in this town, there's one or two cell towers. That's it. In this little, vast desert community. Well, I all of a sudden learned, and that's how I got into it, is I learned um, from this front page small newspaper article that the plan was to put in 26 new cell towers along along with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these things called small cells. So I, I moved to Arizona to, to fight the chemtrails, but while I was there, that's how I got turned on to 5G. So I started okay. to learn about okay. it, and I realized that, wow, this is complicated, and nobody knows about this invisible radiation, and especially about 5G. We're all about to be exposed to a lot more radiation than we ever have been, especially children. You know, it's, I mean... Like, we didn't even grow up in this mess of radiation. And now the next wave of, of children is going to grow up in radiation 100 times more than what is already out there. And we don't right. even know. We're, exper we're experimenting on the next generation. Who knows how long these children will live or what kind of health impacts they'll have. So as I started to learn right. about it in Arizona, I realized I should make a new film about this. And I, I'm, the working title is Altered. And I started doing some filming. I, I filmed uh, electrical engineers. And I got some scientists together. And I did some filming um, down in Arizona. Um, I've now moved to Northern California, uh, primarily to avoid the 5G rollout in Arizona, which is which is happening. It's happening. 2020 will be the they'll be the first state to flip the switch, and they'll have 5G uh, waves wow. proliferating uh, the, the entire state, supposedly. So 
Wow. I moved to now, I moved to Northern California, and I've been really active going to city hall um, and county board of supervisors, countywide meetings, um, talking about five G and giving my my three-minute testimony to these mayors and county officials. I have on my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel is Matt Landman, and I really encourage people to please uh, follow me on YouTube, subscribe to me on YouTube. I've got around 9,000 yes. followers. I, I really appreciate anyone subscribing to my YouTube channel. Please click follow on Facebook. I mean, even though I say I'm being censored, don't let that deter you. Let that encourage you to, to get involved and to, to go and, and show your support. And even hit me up and tell me that you care or ask me questions or anything like that you can um, email me at my email is uh, frankenskies at gmail.com frankenskies is the name of my movie and then you can find my more of my information at frankenskiesthemovie.com and actualactivists.com so so now that i live in northern california and yeah so in my youtube you can see i just did a couple amazing um well i think they're amazing i'm getting pretty proud of myself that i can articulate on the verge of passing out in front of these city officials, but I can still articulate no. myself a little bit. Um, is that so the Larkspur, Larkspur City Hall? Is yeah, Larkspur. On yeah, April's yeah, it's impressive. It's impressive. Thing. So I really encourage people to to learn about 5G, and then I'll talk about it some more, and you'll, and you'll be a little bit more inform, informed. But learn about it and contact your city or your town or your county and say, when can I comment on this when will there be public comment on this and go and get involved because even the city officials they don't know they're not even qualified to make the decisions on this infrastructure deployment but if nobody brings it to their attention and makes a little fuss then all of a sudden you may have a cell tower on your doorstep and and it's going to be a lot easier to set moratoriums or to set uh, zoning codes it's going to be a lot more easier to take them down before they're put up than it is once they're put up to take them down. So another website resource that you can check out is mystreetmychoice.com. On mystreetmychoice.com, there's a lot of activists um, fighting 5G and, and trying to keep it out of the neighborhoods. So what is 5G? Why is everybody talking about this? And, and again, this is just my path. I didn't know anything about this a year ago, six months ago, I didn't know anything about this. But because I didn't know anything about this, and I learned that nobody knows anything about this, this is why I've learned about it and why I am attempting to proliferate this knowledge. And the more that I learned, um, the more I learned that we can embrace and, and empower the truth with integrity and pass on the truth, but also we have to protect ourselves. If I could, right? say, if I then, can, if I could say one thing, what it, is, what it is, Matt, is that you pay attention. You pay attention. You're aware of your surroundings. You're you don't drink the corporate Kool Aid and critical thinking. You know you don't see that a lot these days. But if you employ those different disciplines, it's just so obvious what's happening right now, and that there's an agenda unfolding. You know. So I mean, you're really you know you're just you're aware. You know you pay attention. Thanks, and and it, it is important. And there's a there's a few little techniques that I can pass on in the show that can actually help people mitigate their impacts to this to this radiation. So first and foremost, yeah, so first and foremost, what people need to know is that there are two types of radiation. One is called ionizing radiation, which means it's it heats you, it burns your skin. It's like from a power plant or from you know uranium or plutonium or whatever, and that'll mess you up pretty bad, and you'll you'll feel it. 
and you'll get sick. You'll get radiation poisoning, and you might even die. Well, there's another type of radiation. Okay. Called, it's called non-ionizing radiation. And after the Chernobyl power plant, nuclear power plant meltdown um, in the USSR, I believe, um, after the yeah. Chernobyl meltdown, the World Health Organization, the WHO, um, they studied the, the lasting impacts of this radiation that doesn't heat. And they called this non-thermal, non-heating radiation that still exists and does uh, cause deformities and does in animals and plants and humans and does have human health implications such as tumors and what have you. They, they, after that, after the Chernobyl incident, the World Health Organization learned and they passed this information to the EPA and the EPA learned and started talking about it and making restrictions on levels of this non-ionizing radiation, this non-heating radiation. So there's non-ionizing and there's ionizing radiation. The non-ionizing radiation is the radiation we're talking about. It doesn't actually heat, but it does cause damage. And it comes off of your smartphone. It comes off of cell phone towers. It comes off of these new utility meters called smart meters on your home. Right. right? It comes off of Wi-Fi routers. It even comes off of the Bluetooth technology. It's wireless. That was surprising. Bluetooth. That was yeah. So, yeah, that was surprising when I heard you say Bluetooth. Basically, anything that's transmitting information that's wireless, we want to think about it now because the impacts are cumulative. So there's wireless baby monitors, wireless phones in your house. All right. These things emit non-ionizing radiation and it's cumulative, meaning it builds up. It bioaccumulates. So, for instance, a tuna is alive for a while in the ocean and it goes around gobbling up little fish. Well, as it keeps eating and living its life, mercury can bioaccumulate in the tuna. And then when we go and eat that animal that's so high up on the food chain, it could have bioaccumulated mercury. Well, it's, it's a buildup of mercury over time. And then we consume it and we can you know, get mercury in our bodies, which isn't cool. Um, well, the same with this non-ionizing radiation. It accumulates. It accumulates over time, and then after a certain amount of time, based on our exposure levels, we can have results. We can have impacts like leukemia or depression or mm -hmm. what, there's all these different – there's a whole string of potential implications. So the first thing to know is that it accumulates. The second thing to know is that it is important that the impact is mitigated by knowing – that its proximity is the most important. So proximity and uh, accumulation are the two things that are the most important. So if you're standing and living right next to a cell tower, then uh, then you're, you're close to it. You're going to have increased levels of exposure. It's going to accumulate faster because the exposure levels are higher, right? So you're close to it, exposure levels are high. But as you get further away from the cell tower, um, it's called the inverse square law. It, it's applied to sound and light and radiation. But as you get further away, distance is your friend. So if you're sitting right next to a Wi-Fi router, that's not good. You're sleeping next to right. a Wi-Fi router, that's not good. But if you are in the other room, you're actually far enough away that that Wi-Fi router is not even impacting you. Unless you go and get on your wireless device and you connect to it, then it's creating an invisible electromagnetic field, and now there's radiation coming from okay. your tablet, whatever, connecting to this, this other device. What I really recommend for people that are just learning about it, go on Amazon.com, type in EMF radiation meter or, or EMF RF meter. Get yourself a meter. You can get one for 50 bucks. You can get one for a couple hundred bucks. But either way, just get something introductory 
don't message me asking me what type. There's so many different types. They all work. Right. You can get right, right. any type and you can start to just see the levels. If you're if you're in your house and it's out of zero, but then you go over to your friend's smartphone and it's going crazy, or if you go over to the Wi-Fi router or the cell tower on the other side of your home or whatever it may be, you can start to see these levels. And you can see, oh, well, this is at a thousand, this is at a two. You know, I'm I'm probably better off hanging out where it's at a two. You know what I mean? Right. You just start, right, to, right. start to slowly learn. It's baby steps. But if you just learn a little bit every day or every week, then you can, you know, get yourself there. Right. So the the one millimeter size 5G wave is so much different than the 4G, the 3G and all these other size waves. OK, so so the 4G, it's drastically larger. All right. I've, I've talked to electrical engineers that have told me it's it's 10 to 100 times larger than the 5G, which is one millimeter. A millimeter, right. to give you, to give you a, a, a gauge of this, a penny is one and a half millimeters thick, all right? Okay. So you've got these waves that are smaller than the width of a penny that are being shot around, and it's actually pretty primitive technology because these waves can't go very far. So they need a lot of power, and they need a lot of towers. The telecom industry is telling us that we need these towers every 500 feet to propagate the one millimeter size carrier wave. But then they're saying that the that the towers can actually push the signal 3,000 feet. So really, we probably only need them every 3,000 feet. But either way, they're pushing around this one millimeter size wave that can't go very far. So to right. back up and introduce this technology to understand this, this is radio wave technology. These are radio waves. So what are radio waves? AM, FM. AM waves are radio waves. Well, how big is an AM wave? They're well, huge. AM they're is huge, huge, right? They're 1,000 feet approximately. Right. So 1,000 right. feet tall. And they can go far because they're so big. And they're going through us and our plants and our animals and our houses. They're going through all of us. And they're so big, they don't impact us. It's not like they're, they're hitting us and being so small that they actually interact with our cells, which is what 5G does. It actually interacts with our cells and causes cell division, uh, at which, which ends up causing uh, mutation, which causes tumors and cancer, right? right? Right. Literally, cells are split in half by the one millimeter size wave. Okay, FM is 10 feet tall, all right? Much smaller than AM, but still so big that it goes through us. All radio waves, are essentially in the category of light. They are at the speed of light. So light travels very fast, 186,000 miles per second. And these waves, whether they're 5G or FM or AM or 4G, they're traveling at the speed of light, all right? But they all, the ones that exist now, they have properties that are large enough that the, the size of it and the speed of it or the size of it and the frequency of it, it doesn't trick your body or brain into thinking that it is light waves, which is okay. actually a big problem. When your body starts to think that it's light waves, it gets totally confused, all right? Because it throws off your circadian, throws off the circadian rhythm. Yeah, we have a circadian rhythm, which is actually really, really important. And, and by it getting thrown off, we can get to a point where we're not even producing dopamine or serotonin and we're getting depressed. We don't even know why. Right, so I, right. can actually, I can actually pause for a second and segue into that. So the Ni National Institute of Health, National Institute of Health, the NIH, they did a research study 
almost a decade ago now, and I encourage people to look this one up, it's staggering the information. The research study was to study EMF fields and how they correlated to depression. The study um, picked a random sample of utility workers that worked on installing this technology. So they were around these 5G and 4G panels, towers, and they're flipping the switch. They're installing these cell towers. So they're right up close to them and they're around them throughout the day. This is their job. Well, the random sample, 10%, which if you learn about statistics, I got an MBA, I learned about statistics. Statistics are huge in my world um, for me to try to convey messages or, or know who I can trust or whatever. I just yeah. fall yeah. back on statistics. And, and at the end of the day, there's like, there's statistical significance in just about everything. And if you're learning Numbers about- Numbers talk. Numbers talk. Yeah, exactly. Numbers talk. And it's so true. And when there's 100 red flags, you know, for instance, like 9-11, in, in something like 9-11, if, if I can come up with 100 freaking discrepancies, you better believe something went wrong. Because if there's 100 discrepancies that I can come up with and nobody's investigating those things, what's this just, what's this just, let's, let, let's talk about statistics here. Like, what's the likelihood of that even happening right. if there's no foul play? So, Correct. Correct. so for, for the topic of, of um, sorry, I got a little off track. So for the topic of these utility workers, the utility workers, 10% of a random sample committed suicide, all right? Well, no, I heard, not you, I heard they, you speak about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's staggering. And if you really look That's into crazy. the National Institute of Re Health research study on uh, suicide rates and EMF, the, the, what they learned there was, and, and I'm not talking like they went to their shrink and were like, I'm depressed, and they, and they clocked into the study. They died. These utility workers committed suicide because their circadian rhythm was so thrown off. Well, well what happens is you are connected to the Schumann resonance of the earth, which is actually right. 7.83 hertz. There's a specific pulse of the earth that our bodies connect to. And if you're really feeling off, you can get out into nature, put your feet in the sand or the dirt Beautiful. or the grass and get grounded and actually reset your biological clock. But we have this circadian rhythm that through our endocrine hormone system and our pineal gland, these gland in our brain, these different glands and, and systems in our body, our body knows what time of day it is. I'm talking like 12.37 p.m. Our body knows because right. of the cycle right? It, our body knows when the sun sets and when the sun rises and when it's high noon, our body is tuned like a clock. Well, if we're around this 5G or even um, the blue light coming off your tablet and what have you, or the blue light coming off of LED street lamps, there's a reason why um, when you have your phone right up to your face late at night and then you try to go to sleep and you're, you have difficulty going to sleep it's because your sleep pattern has been disrupted because your body thinks you're in bright sunlight all right so okay, okay, these, yep, yep. these utility workers even though they're you working on these utility poles maybe at 8 p.m or 8 a.m their bodies and their brains and their entire system based on the amount of radiation this fake light Okay, we can't even see the light with our eyes, but our bodies think we're in bright, bright, high noon sunlight. The radiation wow. is observed by our bodies and translated as bright light. So then our clocks are thrown off and we think we're at high noon all the time to the point where these chemicals that are supposed to be released later on in the day, they're not released because our bodies never are told that it's nighttime because we're surrounded by this radiation so much that we're impacted to that degree. So these simple things such as our 
our biological clocks, we have to know that this technology is actually interfering with it. So we can get a blue light filter on our tablets and our phones and our computers. There's an app called F.LUX. There's also blue light filters on lots of smartphones and what have you. But just something as simple as a blue light filter, which you can set the clock and when the sun goes down, your the tone of the color of the light being emitted from your device, it shifts to a more warm orange yellow tone instead of this, this uh, well, it's essentially blue light that's coming off of it, and the blue light is at a Is that an app? Is yeah, that an app? App. yeah, f.lux. <laughs> if you just Google that, I think it's f.lux.org or something, but there's, there's a, it's a free app, and what it does is it doesn't get your circadian rhythm caught up in absorbing this blue light, which the color blue of the light is right next to ultraviolet on the color spectrum, and ultraviolet right. is sunlight. So our bodies are, again, confused and think that blue light is sunlight. And you don't want to be blasting your, your brain and your body and your hormonal system. You don't want to be bathing in blue light right before you go to sleep because your body thinks right, it's right. new and it gets thrown off, right? So these right. Si simple things, learning what it is and what we're being exposed to. So the carrier wave that's one millimeter in size, this archaic 5G technology, it was never created for and it's been around for decades it was never created for telecom because it doesn't make any sense it's primitive it's stupid you can't how are you going to transfer data if you if your if your wave is so small that it can only go 500 feet and they're worried about leaves on trees are going to get in the way it's going to absorb into the leaves on trees they're worried about rain they're saying oh it's going to absorb in the rain i don't know if it's going to work which is interesting why they would roll it out first in, in arizona because it doesn't rain and that there's hardly any, I mean, there's, there's trees, but if they're going to proliferate. It defeats the it purpose of, of transmitting signals. It, defeat, it defeats the purpose of it if you have to put so many repeaters. Right, exactly. So, so at the end of the day, um, we need to consider the fact that maybe the telecom industry is not looking out for our best interests. And maybe right. living right next to a cell phone tower of this degree that's, that's jacked up to propagate this it's emitting so much power to propagate this one millimeter wave. And it's actually, the, the thing about 5G is it ends up that your 5G cell phone is not just receiving the signal, but it's actually part of the system. It's actually propagating the, the wave as well, just like a small cell like tower. Mm -hmm, like a hub. Like it's a hub so or this, something? Exactly. Yeah. So this internet of things, if you've got your dishwasher and it's connected to this internet of things and you've got your cell phone and all these devices in your home, you might want to think twice. So what people are learning is you can block these signals through um, radiation protection clothing. Evidently, in the country of China, when women are pregnant, they, they wear these aprons to protect their children from uh, being born autistic or radiation poison. Um, uh, uh, created miscarriages and they wear these aprons or dresses that have this literal silver lining. Fetus. Yeah, the protective protect fetus. fetus. Yeah, they have, It's got silver lining, silver material like silver metal cloth or steel uh, metal woven blend cloth and this material actually, it acts as an armor it, a shield that deflects the radiation and it's big business in China to protect their children with this, with this um, tech, which I'm really happy that I'm not reinventing the wheel with this clothing line. I am to an extent, but finally um, I've, I've come 
full circle in my research to find that there's actually a country that's doing it so I can actually work with some of these instead of I was I was starting to make clothing in the United States from scratch with this with copper lining and and I I thought I was going to be having to do it all my on my own but but actually there is a few companies that are out there that I can actually work with that make the cloth it's great for me so so to back up so the the 5G technology was first created by the military and after the 9-11 attacks in security for body scanner technologies at the TSA at the airports. Now those body scanners, there's a San Alamos, which is in California, San Alamos Cancer Pocket TSA research study that's, that's claiming that there's cancer pockets of employees that work next to these devices, that these people, the TSA employees working next to the one millimeter size wave body scanner technology, TSA body scanners, they're getting sick from it. But also, if you look and dig into where this technology came from, it came from this military system called the Active Denial System, ADS, where in the Middle East, these Hummers would be deployed with these cell tower looking things on top of these Hummers and they would emit. Matt, can you repeat, can you repeat that? Because on my side, it didn't come through. And I, th- I think the listeners are going to want to hear that. Can it's you, called what, an well, act- you said where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. It's called an active denial system, ADS, uh, which you can easily look up on Wikipedia. And what it looks like is a Hummer with a cell tower on top. And it was created um, to, to form a f- invisible frequency containment zone, a frequency fence. So the active denial system deployed in the Middle East about a decade ago, it creates a frequency fence containment zone where if you're an insurgent or an enemy and you walk into this frequency fence zone, the one millimeter size wave, militarized wave, weaponized wave, it absorbs into your skin on just the surface and burns your skin. So they create this frequency fence with a one millimeter size wave that absorbs right into your skin and burns you really bad. So you can't even go into the zone. So they tweak the technology a, a little bit and it absorbs into your skin a little deeper to not burn you. And that's what body scanning technology is. And that's actually what 5G technology is too. It absorbs into your skin. And it doesn't burn you because the frequency has been tweaked enough that it, it absorbs. Well, the absorption, it's going to cause some serious human health impacts. And the size of the wave, studies have shown that it makes sperm swim in circles and that it, it kills eggs in the newborns. So children being born in That's the 5 That's the agenda. Yeah. That's the agenda. It seems to be a depopulation agenda that... If you want the next generation, and I don't want to be fear-mongering at all, like knowledge is power and this is truth in this dystopian, crazy world that we live in. If you want the next generation to be able to have children, then you need to embrace risk mitigation strategies for the upcoming generation. So if you're looking to have children, it's I think it's really important that you protect the, the these this next generation don't have uh, Wi-Fi routers or tablets or even cell phones present when when you're going into your 
second first trimester when you're pregnant you need to know and you need to protect these children and when they're born yeah, yes they need to they need to be protected whether it's my clothing or someone else's because other lines of this clothing do exist they're overpriced and they don't have the style that i'm going to be bringing my concept is to bring sparrow into the consciousness sparrow s-p-e-r-o is the name of the company which is latin for hope and my right. concept is to bring it into the consciousness with style and affordability so that not only the concept is adopted and accepted, but also copied and proliferated. I'm, I would be happy to see dozens of companies come in with this concept and bring it to the mainstream so that the world can actually be protected and so that the next generation can have children. You know, I'm not That's in beautiful, it. Man. I just That's want beautiful. this concept to be realized. And thank you. I just want the concept to be adopted and realized and understood. So, so as Sparrow comes into the world, we will provide baby blankets, baby onesies, um, nice. very nice, uh, men's underwear, uh, radiation protection, maternity wear, uh, radiation protection, hats and vests. And, and I'm looking to, to uh, release a full arsenal by any, any hoodies. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I thought that was going to be the first thing that I did, but, um, God, you got to do the hoodies, Matt. Oh no. The hoodies is the flagship hoodie is going to be my, my main, my main thing. Uh, my main thing. I'm a hoodie guy. That's all I ever even just wanted. Yeah, to, I just wanted to sell hoodies. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> I just wanted to sell hoodies and have them lined. The the prototypes that I was making, there were it was a navy blue hoodie lined with literal copper material, and, and the logo was just a I cut out. See the liner, and that's on my GoFundMe. GoFundMe.com/slash/protectionclothing. And I encourage people if even if you don't have any money, take a look. There's a lot to learn, and if you can share it really appreciate it but the, the knowledge is there and, and knowledge is power no absolutely Matt. i mean you're really you know you're doing a service to the conscious community by your research by your producing you know clothing to protect the conscious community i mean you one thing that impresses me about you is you do it at, at, at multiple levels you know at the nutritional psychological spiritual chemical, you know, electro electromagnetic, you know, at all levels, you know, like it's, we need more people like this, that, because I have a belief and, you know, have you heard of the concept of the hundredth monkey? Yeah. Yes. I love it. And we're all, yeah, I mean, and that's what it is. It's the hundredth monkey and, and it's, it's happening all over now, like where people are all waking up and look, we're, we're talking over a laptop where you are and I'm over here and we didn't know each other three weeks ago and now we're, you know, people are listening to us and waking up. It's amazing. It is. In that 100th monkey concept, uh, you never know who's going to push it the next level and, and to be that spark. I, I yeah. can't. No, I, that's, that's what it, it is. I can't stress it enough. And I, it's, it, is, it is a little daunting. I, I, I admit I go out into the world to farmer's markets and, you know, I'm actually on the street every day and it doesn't matter where I am but I'm trying to raise awareness and bring people to my film or just to have that conversation about 5G or gym, GMOs or vaccines whatever it may be and people are, they're waking up and you're planting seeds that you never know when they're going to to, to flower, you never know when these seeds are going to germinate or if they will at all but imagine being that person that is that final straw 
that you bring that truth to the next person and they end up being that Malcolm X that rides it to the next level. And you right. you can do that. You know, I want right. people to feel really empowered and, and, and inspired by their truth and their voice because your voice is your weapon, you know, and we can really bring it home by just honoring our voice and honoring the truth with integrity and just playing your part. You know, if your part is having that one conversation with your grandmother who's going to pass it on to her friend, then that's playing yep. your part, right? But that's that's honoring yep. the truth with integrity and taking it that next step further because we're living in an age of propaganda, disinformation, misinformation, and complete control over the internet with censorship and what have you. And as we become these not only beacons of truth, but also caretakers of this truth, we, we, we have to embrace the responsibility that it holds, which is passing it forward, bringing it forward to the, to the next generation. I mean, who's going to learn about Nikola Tesla in schools? How is, how is stuff like Nikola Tesla and frequency and his understanding of the world if we don't bring something as simple as his name forward it could be completely lost right so it's it's and literally that important to just pass it on as if we were where we were a thousand years ago where the message was was literally passed through voice and story and that was the only way correct now the important thing also to, just to add on to the, what you just said there to add on to that is that the Controllers and the control mechanisms, uh, you know, these, uh, the, the, the powers that be, you know, they're all integrated together and communicating and everything like that. And the only way that we can really make a change or make a difference is for us to synchronize together and, and, and build upon the awareness that each one of us has individually into a collective awareness where we all go, you know, attain the status of that hundredth monkey where we all wake up and have one tribe where we are looking up for mankind itself. And, and, and because as individuals, we, we're limited, you know, but if we band together, you know, you take one twig and it's weak, but if you band a bundle of twigs together, they have strength and the unity. So that's what we're all trying to do right now. It's so true. And I can't, I can't honor that enough, the power of unity and community and the collective and to come together under this embracing enveloped umbrella of truth when i first started getting going with all of this i had a couple people so there's if people can take away something from this and and learn about the power of their voice it's so important to recognize your voice when you realize the levels of the disinformation propaganda out there there are yeah. People controlling the narrative. There's controlled opposition. People pretending to be truthers, spreading disinformation and lies and encouraging this fear space. So honoring your voice and coming at it in your own your own vibration and actually honoring that your vibe attracts your tribe and honoring that high vibration. It's so important. So when I first started getting going with it all, I remember people reaching out to me and saying, Matt, You've got to stick with one topic. Just no, focus on, no, just you got to get on chemtrails. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. They said, Matt, you've got to just stick to chemtrails. You're going to scare people away. You can't talk about fluoride and chemtrails. You can't talk about GMO and chemtrails. You, you can't do that. And I, and I took a step back 
And at first I was like, oh yeah, you're right. You know, you've got all these followers and I've got to listen to what you, and then I started to, to think, screw that. I mean, truth is all embracing, right? I'm not going right. to hide from any truths. I'm the chemtrail guy. You think I'm going to, you think I'm going to talk about chemtrails and not tell people about GMO? So when I launched Correct. actual activists, I embraced all of the truth at the same time, equally. Matt, hold hold on it, one second, because I stopped, wait, I stopped, I stopped recording. Hold on one, do I, I'm, do I hit? Wait. Oh no! I'm sorry. I interrupted. I'm sorry. I'm just new at this. No, you're an actual activist. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It says it says you're recording the call stuff. So okay, okay. Um, um so actual as activist. I created, yeah, yeah. So as I created the website, actual activists, I decided to not just focus on one topic because that's divisive as it is. I think that truth itself should be honored, and to me, the the most unrecognized truths that people were hiding from or maybe divided on were fluoride vaccines gmos and chemtrails and that's what actual right. activist activist was was it and was the media and the mainstream and the mainstream media right so then later on i started to learn that those people that were telling me to focus on one topic and to keep it simple for people that they they weren't even actually to be trusted right and so i started to to realize that the unity is what they're afraid of. Their script Correct. is to keep people divided, keep people in fear. What do you think? What do you think Correct. this this Trump administration? What do you think this whole Trump administration has been designed to do? Divide. You, divide know, you, know, you know what it is? Dividing, thank you. Divide and conquer. Because what happens is there, how can I explain it? It's like that whole part. You know that comedian, what's his name? Um God. I can't Carlin? George Carlin? No, before him. No, no, actually, right around his same time, he did the whole thing about, the, you know, this is a ride and we're all passengers on this ride. Well, he talked about the there's a puppet on the left and there's a puppet on the right. And he goes, but hey, wait a minute. It's the same guy controlling both puppets. And that's what we have right now, you know? Exactly. And and people can get, get away from the Trump administration and look through the correct lens and see what this administration and what this agenda is meant to do. I mean, we've been, we've been targeted in so many ways, our health, which I want to get into the psycho, the psychological, I mean, the psychological manipulation of the mind to coerce. Talk, brother, us, talk. talk your truth. Brother, us talk. Into, oh, it's so true. So after the, the Trump administration and the, the media division and people, you're either for or against Right. Anything and everything. You've they you you've been backed into a corner where you feel like you have to pick a side, and the person that's not on that side with you is your enemy. That's how people are enslaved, brother. Right. And so, you're given cho you're given your choices. They give your choices to you. You don't make your own choice. Your yeah, choices they, are they, given to you. Exactly. It's pick this one or this one, and unity right. is is not one of right. those. I mean, the, right. there's if you really get deep into it and realize that black lives matter is actually funded by soros, soros. yeah who is yeah, soros who, yeah his his ideologies are the exact opposite of of encouraging the african american community to stand up for themselves but what he wanted to do there was to divide and to create division and so now we're we're reversing and through after years of progress away from racism, we're now reversing into a, a, a racist society where I think that we could be a couple presidents away from a civil war if they really play their cards right. So, so ultimately, and I, I, I totally agree. Totally agree with you. 
I mean, it, it, it's scary, but people, you know, again, you have to be aware and paying attention. If you're not, you're not going to see these. But as you speak your truth, I'm like, I'm just nodding my head. I'm taking notes. And yeah, we're, we're in total. That's one of the reasons why I chose specifically. I went on Reddit and I was talking about my podcast, you know, Alpha Male Buddha from Brooklyn or whatever. And they're like, oh, Alpha Male, oh, so you beat your wife? Oh, and just real quick, the reason I, I gave it that name was, you know, I'm into the Buddhism and such spirituality different things like that and realizing the self. So whenever whenever I put on a Buddhist podcast, I hear today we're going to, and I, that's not me. I don't, you know, I'm kind of hyper, I'm kind of high energy and I'm kind of Brooklyn. So the balance, the yin and yang of that is the alpha male and the Buddhist and that's the darkness and light, you know, and you one cannot exist without the other. So I purposely chose that name because it kind of uh, is my expression. But people on Reddit are like, oh, you know, I said, did you even listen to my introduction? You know, if you look at my episode, you see what I talk about. I talk about now, basically it's knowledge. Like you said, knowledge in all different disciplines, because what happens at some point, all of that knowledge intersects and, and you know, um, integrates where you have real true 360 degree knowledge, which is what you have. You know, you study all the different things that are threatening us. And you, I hear that positive side of you where you have a real positive side, you know, the Arctic monkey and, you know, the whole Carl Jung with the archetypes and such. I mean, we... I highly recommend people read Carl Jung or um, Joseph Campbell, The Masks of God. I mean, this is some good stuff. You got to feed your mind. It's so true. And and ultimately, the path that I'm on through the truth and the elevated vibration and the frequency that I'm on, it, it does lead you to spirituality ultimately, right? Because you see the darkness. And once you can see the darkness through this correct lens, it's just like uh, John Carpenter's They Live, right? If yes. you're if you're if you're in John Carpenter's They Live and you put on those glasses and you can see that there is darkness surrounding you and everyone else in your everyday life, then you get to realize, well, what am I? You know, and you aren't right. that, right? You're not that. Right. So after after a little, you know, self awareness and realization. And meditation and and writing this frequency of truth ultimately to see the dark you you learn that there is light and then you learn that you are that right and Correct. what what better what better realization to have in this in this really polarized i hate to say upside down world but i mean it's you Correct. start yes, to, you start you start to see the world through a lens that's actually somewhat palpable because everything is polarized. There's, a, like you said, a yin and a yang to everything. And if you can see the light, you can see the dark. And if you can see the dark, you can see the light. But much, much easier in my path, at least, was I was first pretty much thrown to the wolves to see that there is some serious darkness on earth. And, and through that, I was able to full circle realize that I am light and that there is light and that that light will win. But maybe it's it's part of the plan to help people wake up to actually show them the darkness full scale to actually bring this 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 flip awakening well, this, elevation you know, of consciousness. The, the way I see it, though, this has been the struggle of mankind and nature since we and I don't believe in that primordial super. We, you know, I don't want to get all religious, but I believe, you know, I believe in the supreme being and I believe that, um, you know, we were we were created, you know, and. What it is is God is experiencing his creation subjectively through us. 
But we've always had the struggle of light and dark. When Buddha became enlightened under the Bodhi tree after 40 days and Mara, after 40 days, presented himself, he recognized Mara as his own shadow. There, that's why those flaming arrows turned to lotus flowers and fell to the ground. So the darkness is basically our shadow, okay? And when we begin to understand that, I actually feel sorry for some of these people because they're under such hate and such brainwashing and such a negative paradigm that it, 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 it's... It, I don't know how they can enjoy their own life, how they can enjoy eating a piece of fruit or hugging their kid or, you know, with such darkness in them. But that's the reality that we're in. You have to really try to take a philosophical slash spiritual look at this to try to maintain yourself within that light, you know, and, and realizing of the self, realization of the self. Because if not, it can really bring you to a dark place. It's so true. And as you start to, to elevate your consciousness and to become closer to, to the light, um, you can start to learn about ways to protect yourself through mineralization and nutrition and, right. and higher vibration foods and chelation. And I'm just now- What is that chelation exactly? What yeah, is chelation let's talk, exactly? Let's talk, let's talk about that. So a lot of people, they like to ask me, well, what's the connection from 5G to chemtrails? And there is, there is a connection. The 5G, um, once, if, if, if and when it is fully deployed and turned on, the level of EMF that we're surrounding ourselves with, which I want to note that EMF is a word in the United States, but when you go to Asia and you start asking people about that, they just call it radiation. They, That's they, electromagnetic frequency, right? Electromagnetic frequency? EMF? Yeah, EMF. Yeah, but they EMF. but they don't have a fancy word for it in other countries. They just call it radiation because they haven't been tricked into giving it a fancy word. It's just it's radiation, oh, gotcha. just like radiation. Gotcha. Right. Same same word. So this this radiation from five G, it is EMF, and EMF it increases your blood brain barrier permeability. So by the time you're about a year and a half. Hopefully you haven't been um, given any vaccines by then because you don't have a blood-brain barrier yet. So once you okay. become okay. a year and a half, right, it, if and when you are given vaccines, which I, I highly do not recommend vaccines, but some parents, are, they don't know what to think. And the doctor, he's got a white coat and he looks out for my best interest. And how could I not listen to my doctor? Well, at the end of the MMR, day. MMR, MMR, autism. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you want to take your power back, at least learn about the blood-brain barrier and learn that your child should not get any vaccinations until the blood-brain barrier, this barrier between your brain and the rest of your body, all right? It, it protects your brain from contaminants. And you don't want to be injecting any aluminum or anything. Anything, nothing should be injected into a baby before they have a blood-brain barrier at the Which age of a year. Which is two years old? What age around a year, around a year and a half. Okay. So researching that and understanding that can actually, you know, save your child's life. You, you learn right. about sudden, sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS, SIDS, and the correlation to the vaccine regimen, or even look at how many vaccines you got when you were a kid compared to how many vaccines they're getting now. Look at the rate of autism. Right. Which, okay, I don't want to get, I don't want to get into vaccines too much. No, no, yeah, we're same page. We're it's all of it, page. right? And then also, it's also to back up to those people who said, oh, you can't, you can't talk about fluoride and chemtrails and this and that. They're all connected. Fluoride, 
fluoride goes past your blood-brain barrier, and it'll actually escort any aluminum you have in your body from that flu shot or from those vaccines or from the chemtrails. That aluminum is not going straight to your brain past your blood-brain barrier without some help. So if, if so, you take fluoride so, in your toothpaste, go ahead. So it's, a, so it's a catalyst. So the fluoride is like a catalyst. Exactly. So the fluoride will escort mercury into your brain or aluminum into your brain, aluminum from your deodorant, aluminum from the aerosols, from the chemtrail program, aluminum from the flu shot. And then the aluminum's in your brain. And then you can suffer from dementia and Alzheimer's and all this stuff. Well, in addition to that, EMF, okay, this electromagnetic field from your cell phone now and your tablet now, your smart meter now, your cell towers now, but much more from this 5G, it breaks down your blood-brain barrier. It causes leakage. And then things in your body, such as the aerosolized aluminum that's claimed to dim the sun to save us from climate change, those, those toxins are going to get in your body and get in your even in your brain. So we want to learn these strategies to mitigate these impacts to protect ourselves, to empower and embrace truth, honor truth with integrity, and to raise our frequency, raise our vibration through health and, and learning yes. about it. So, so chelation, yeah. or to chelate, to chelate is spelled C-H-E-L-A-T-E. It's actually a means of pulling these heavy metals out of your body. Because sadly enough, we are being exposed to heavy metals. We can find it in our uh, tests, if we test our blood or test our hair, but suffice it to say, with this agenda of the chemtrails and all of these toxins um, being sprayed on our food and what have you, even if we're eating organic, which we should all be trying to eat as much organic as we can and to read ingredients. If you can't read it, you shouldn't be eating. I'm sorry. You should not eat it if right. you cannot read it. And that's if you can pass that down into the next generation. It's a very important um, like that. rule like to that. live by. Right. So chelation is a means of pulling these metals out of your body, which it's, it's hard to do otherwise, right? You drink a lot of water, or even if you do a sauna, which I highly recommend saunas to try to detox, you're not pulling all these metals out of your body, but there's certain plants and minerals that bond and bind to these heavy metals that are toxin, and then they can pull out. So there was a, a prison study at one point where these prison inmates, they're urine was being sampled and all of a sudden these really high levels of mercury and aluminum were being found in these inmates urine statistically high anomaly and they went right. and and surveyed these inmates and come to find out they had gotten their, their hands on a whole bunch of, of cilantro cilantro sure. and they were they're eating it all day long and it was pulling the metals out of their body also if you've got mercury fillings these things got you got to get the metal out of your mouth too. So also, if you're considering chelation, if you got metal in your mouth, it can actually end up being a problem because then you start pulling the metal out of your teeth and you need to visit a natural path or a dentist. Highly advise getting the mercury out of your mouth. That was um, an idea introduced by, I believe, Edward Bernays. It actually was Edward Bernays <laughs> that brought that into the world. And those, it, I've seen documentaries showing the levels of mercury off-gassing from people's mouths just from chewing a hamburger, and it it gasses up even the people around you with mercury poisoning. So, so learning about that and learning about these heavy metals are especially important. But cilantro, for instance, you can detox from it. Maybe even getting a tincture 
or some concentrated version of cilantro. It'll help pull these heavy metals out of your body. Also, chlorella, C-H-L-O-R-E-L-L-A. Also, yes. spirulina. Spirulina. S S-P-I-R-U-L-I-N-A. You can integrate these things into your daily routine or your weekly routine, but these these are simple cell algaes that that by their structure, their atomic structure and their charge, they grab these heavy metals and pull them out of your body. If you're wow. really into it, wow. if you're really into it and you have the time and energy and the money, you can go get your blood and your hair tested. Get yourself on some chelation strategy through a natural path or from just researching on the internet. Give it some commitment. Take these things like chlorella or spirulina, or you can also take uh, food-grade diatomaceous earth, or um, there's a volcanic ash called zeolite that based on its uh, sacred geometric structure and its reverse ionized charge it bonds to the heavy metals and pulls them out of your body but you can get yourself on a regiment and then go and test your levels after you've done it and see what works so for instance now if, this is all on your web this is all on your website right the active act um your activist website correct oh it's there there's a lot of information on actual activists i, I guarantee anyone listening if you start to look through i was doing a daily blog at one point that i was just piling the information on there but anyone can yeah learn i see a it lot it's a lot on there a lot and it talks lot about also mineralization um the again the degree to which we are misinformed and disinformed we were earlier talking about Google searches, how Google searches have completely changed in just a matter of years. I was trying on a daily blog to talk about the negative health aspects of consuming Coca-Cola, which you think that would be pretty easy to talk about because Coca-Cola can, because it's so acidic, it can it can melt a penny. If you put a penny in a Coca-Cola glass of Coke over a few days, the penny you know disappears. You can clean the wow. battery acid off of your terminals on your battery yep. i was even reading um some some st <laughs> i was reading i couldn't even i don't even don't quote me on this because i'm trying to discern if this is actually real information but evidently in third world countries and in india farmers were using coca-cola to spray on their crops because of the level of pesticides in the coca-cola the Coca-Cola was killing the bugs, and it was cheaper than the actual pesticides. I believe I found it. That. I, I totally I, believe I, it. I believe it, but but don't quote me on that one because there's so many levels. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, I've even seen disinformation like that get put out just so it could be proven wrong so that people... And then they flip it back on us, yeah. They flip it back, and they say, oh, see, it's not even right, Coca-Cola. But in right. this, my research, I found a research study a, a peer-reviewed research study funded by Coca-Cola that said that Coca-Cola was more hydrating the water. And I talk about this on these shows that I go on to. I heard, to you, I heard you mention that on, on uh, your last show. I try to bring it home that it's up to us to step away from these information sources, all right? It's not like this card catalog library where this information has been vetted repeatedly and we can go to these books. It's, it's not like how we grew up we're actually right. learning that right. we have to trust our guts trust our hearts trust our intuition and actually cultivate intuition and ask ourselves questions like what is true what is false because now i can't even 
explain to people with any research that Coca-Cola is not good for you. There's actually studies saying that it's better for you to drink Coca-Cola than water. All right. So in that light, we have to we have to honor the truth that is still existent on nutrition and to dig deep and to learn about acidity and alkaline and and we have our bodies that are actually at an alkaline level of around 7.3-ish, just over 7, right? And, and, Seb, and it, Seb, Dr. Sebi gets into that, right? Sebi gets into that. Dr. Sebi, S-E-B-I, he was curing everything. He cured full-blown HIV patients and any virus and cancers and anything. People were coming to him, and he was curing them by strict diet and only introducing to people's bodies this diet that was alkaline, very alkaline, okay? So once you start to learn you know, about Matt, alkaline... Matt, yeah. Matt, on that, on that note, just not to interrupt, but kind of aligned with that, I heard, and I don't know if you heard this, they said that uh, autism, some of these kids with autism, something happened, they went to a certain doctor, and he put them on a fasting, like fasting and such, and they noticed that the autistic... Uh, you know, the autistic condition that they have was clearing up and they traced it to the gut biome. Did you hear this one? Okay, so I'm not, I haven't talked about this in a little while. No, but they're saying that it... No, I I can talk about this. I can talk about this. I'm just, I'm just going to be a little rusty with names. So Bradstreet, okay, I I can do this. So there was a doctor, this is very critical information and a lot of people don't really want to go there because there's been so many deaths surrounding this all important knowledge. This um, you can find a, yes. about yes. this on my website, Actual Activists. And this is super important when you start talking about health. So Sebi, his mama said, they're going to get you. And he said, what do you mean, mom? And this is a famous quote. She said, they're going to get you. You just cured 18 straight people of full-blown AIDS just by diet. You think that the pharmaceutical industry wow. and, and, and health, the healthcare industry and big pharma, they're going to let you do this? And he said, well, I'm not going to stop. And shortly thereafter, he was jailed and died in jail. But he was right. curing people by just diet. So if you start to learn about how acidic Coca-Cola is and how acidic alcohol is and how acidic meat, red meat is and how acidic coffee is. Sorry, people that love coffee. We really I love need, coffee. We I love, really need I to consider coffee. that when we're taking in these alkaline things into our body that we need to balance it out. I mean, acidic things into our body that we need to balance it out with alkaline. So the gut biome, and you can learn all about this. It's so easy. You know, just just start to do a little research and, and learn what alkaline is and how, how baking soda or lemon water can actually just increase your alkalinity that maybe after a cup of coffee, an hour later, you do a little a little water with some baking soda and a little lemon and you're totally changing your alkaline levels in your body and, and you're, you're preventing some potential ailments, what have you. So the gut biome. There was a doctor named Dr. Bradstreet out of Florida, and he discovered um, a curative measure for uh, um, autism and a lot of other ailments. But he was successfully curing autism through um, this, uh, this treatment of the gut biome. So in our in our system, we've got. Okay, so it's it's essentially so here here it is. We've got our liver, and our liver is constantly cranking out these under a microscope. They look like the little Miss Pac-Man, 
but they are the engine under the hood of our immune system, and they're called macrophages. Our, our liver constantly cranks out these macrophages at a certain rate all day, every day, constantly cranking out these macrophages. Okay. Macrophages, come, they come running into your system under a microscope. They look like little Miss Pac-Man. And they come running through, and all the white blood cells and your entire immune system, they look to this macrophages as boss. They run through your system, and they tag and take chomps out of everything bad. Funguses, cancer cells, viruses, they are the engine under the hood of your immune system. They are your immune system. So they run through, they take these little chomps out of the bad guys and your white blood cells escort them out of your body. That's how your immune system work, works. Okay. So Dr. Okay. Dr. Bradstreet realized that you could trick your liver into producing a bunch more of these macrophages by introducing um, these beneficial or actually um, not harmful uh, gut uh microbiotics essentially so we've got like we can eat we can eat yogurt you know there's this acidophilus yogurt where we're introducing these different probiotics or we can drink kombucha but all these different right. all these different probiotics these these microorganisms either our ancestors have had them or we've had them or they've been gmo'd so much that yeah they're adding to our biome but they're not impacting us to an extreme degree that he found out he could do with these ancient um, different uh, strains of, of probiotics that have never been, um, they've never been introduced to, to the Western world. So it originates from um, these Iranian tribes that have, they cultivate these uh, probiotics in these caves. And what it is, is it's about 12 different probiotics of trillions of different microorganisms. We've never been introduced to any of these. We eat them all at once, or he was doing it intravenously even. It's introduced to our body all at once. And like these things are so crazy that if you had them all in a yogurt together, they just eat each other up and you'd end up with only like wow. six out of the 12. They're really aggressive and it's trillions and trillions of these micro uh, probiotics. So you introduce them to your gut biome or you introduce them to your body intravenously and your liver freaks out your body freaks out your immune system freaks out and it tricks your liver into cranking out more macrophages than ever before so all these macrophages Which is good. Come running in yeah it's really good all these macrophages come running into your system your body thinking that it's being invaded by some aggressive like trillions and trillions of these invader of these an invader yeah but they come in to see these friendlies they're they're not they're harmless so instead of attacking them they clean up your system and it's it's simple it's simple knowledge. It's called GCMAF, uh, GC protein, um, which is the macrophages I was talking about. GC protein, um, or no, sorry, very It's a GCMAF stands for GC protein macrophage activation factor. So it's a specific GC protein macrophage, and it's being activated. Now these so, are readily available. Where do you get these from? Well, that's a great question. Dr. Bradstreet, he was offering it, and then he mysteriously was uh, arrested. His house was raided by the FDA. He was released from jail, and then he shot himself in the back of the head a few times. Suicide. Twice, right, uh, by himself. Yeah, of course. Right, and then, like, that's, rolled himself up still and, and buried himself. That's in the scary room. shit. So then, this was uh, summer, this was now three years ago. And I encourage people to look this up because this is, this is critical information. Uh, and, and to understand the degree to which um, these simple health curatives are being squashed to propagate this 
you know, chemotherapy, antibiotic world of, of not necessarily cures, which is important to actually know that the word cure means to preserve. We're, we're not even saying the words that we think that we're saying. These words have been hijacked. Right. So many things have been flipped on their head. I could do a whole other show on it. But at the end of the day, Dr. Bradstreet was murdered. And everyone in his circle that knew anything about it was murdered um, in, in Florida. It was about 20, um, it was 20 plus doctors all in one summer in Florida. And right. Anybody like who 10 was, years ago. Like 10 years ago? Uh, it was about three years ago. And since then. Well, there was about a bat a few years back, too, where a bunch of holistic doctors just mysteriously died. Oh, well, I think they've been at it for a while. I know there's been different things that have been squashed, but this thing in particular through Dr. Bradstreet is definitely worth considering. So as we start to learn about all these different health impacts and what we can do to help ourselves and we learn about uh, chelation, I think it's especially important to also learn about mineralization. So to grow food in modern agriculture, it's nothing like it used to be. The soil used to have so many different minerals. All right, we're talking about even minerals such as palladium and silver and gold, like potassium. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, potassium is actually in there. It, it it only takes nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus in PK to grow just about anything, right? Through right. all of the cycles. So you're not putting into the soil all these other minerals that used to be there. We're talking about hundreds of different things that help our bodies essentially be conductive to help us have the charge to be healthy and mineralized, right? And and to have our, right. our systems conduct its, their operations. I mean, we're talking about neurological systems and immune systems. And, and I mean, the complexity of the human body, our ancestors got all these different minerals that now we don't. So right. to, just, to just talk about one mineral, we could talk about um, how sugar depletes our levels of... Um, Oh, excuse me. When you take a, a, an Epsom salt bath, you get magnesium. Okay, so magnesium in our bodies, when we take into our bodies sugar, for every molecule of sugar that we intake, it takes 54 molecules of magnesium to, pro to process one wow. molecule of sugar. So essentially everyone listening, sorry to say, including myself, we're deficient in magnesium. We're also deficient in a lot of other minerals. So when we go through the world and there's all these toxins around us in our soap, in our, I mean, hand sanitizer, I, I recommend avoiding hand sanitizer. Right. It disruptors. Yeah, it also has hormone disruptors in it, endocrine disruptors. There's so many different chemicals in our air, in our food, in our water, in our beauty products, all these sorts of things that our bodies, when we're deficient, say we're deficient in calcium. We start to, and our bones need calcium, our bodies start to absorb different toxins thinking it's actually getting that calcium it needs. So as we're deficient, we're absorbing toxins, but if we get up to speed on our minerals, we can actually prevent ourselves from absorbing these toxins. So, so for instance, shilajit, this is a mineral pitch, an ancient mineral pitch that has all these different minerals in it. Shilajit is spelled S-H-I-L-A-J-I-T. These are plant-based, readily available, bioavailable, absorbable minerals. You can get different mineral supplements from dried up, ancient, dried up forest beds in Utah and what have you. Like with. chaga. Chaga also, right? It's supposedly good chaga. 
Chog is really mushroom? good. It's actually, uh, it's a mushroom, and it's it's chock full of um, uh, what's it melatonin. Anti-anti-inflammatory uh, properties. Antioxidants, and, yeah. Antioxidants, antioxidants. Pardon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Chaga is really chaga is actually supposedly one of the most antioxidant-rich uh, plant, plants or anything on earth, and you can keep boiling it. Yeah, chaga is one thing. If you don't know about chaga alone, and you want to start to 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 take a step back and take your health into your own hands, anybody listening can be more healthy. If you're eating McDonald's and you're and you and you and you eat at Seven Eleven ever. You know, you got to take into consideration what you put in your body and you can you can take a step back and get healthier. If you're already eating organic and you're jogging five miles a day and, and whatever, you can still get more healthier by by considering these certain health curative solutions, such as taking an Epsom salt bath. Right. It helps ground you out and it also helps get that magnesium back into your system that we're all deplenished in because it's it's really hard to get that magnesium back there's not very many things that have bioavailable um, magnesium but something that does is raw greens greens have in them chlorophyll and the central atom in the chlorophyll molecule is magnesium so once we start to learn about how to get what we're deplenished in then we can start to learn how to not absorb these toxins, which are readily available, but we're only going to absorb them if we are deficient. And kale is good too, right? Kale. Oh yeah, kale. Kale's great. Kale's kale is full of super nutrients. Yeah. yeah, it's a superfood, and there's actually all sorts of varieties of kale. I've just now learned that there's there's not just one type of kale. You know, I mean, just just learning about wheatgrass alone and the levels of minerals and a fresh shot of wheatgrass and you have to get that organic or it'll absorb the toxins from the fertilizers and the the bad soil that it's in so you got to focus on organic yeah, and i know right. i know it's it seems expensive but ultimately when you're when you're treating yourself to organic and maybe you take a step away from drinking as much or something like that or right right place right you know, replace a couple packs of cigarettes with an organic shot of wheatgrass, you start to change the frequency that you're operating on, you start to live healthier and happier. And then you literally, you don't need as much food, you don't need as much energy to, to digest things. And you're going to the doctor less. It's actually an investment in your health, whether it seems you like know, it or not. Matt, I have to say, honestly, you integrate so many different disciplines that I haven't heard too many people do it in the way you do it's like really a whole what's the best way of putting it you just integrate everything together holistically and it's just it's beautiful the way you do it i mean you're getting a lot from you know listening to you, you get a lot out of one source from one person well i appreciate it i i i strive to try to make things palpable and to meet people where they're at and to find a talking point for just about anybody and anything anything that I can be yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few years ago, I started just walking out the door with a, with a stack of flyers. And even if I've got like two flyers or, or 100 flyers, I don't want to come home with any flyers. So I, I'm not trying to argue with people either on the street. So I try to find a common ground where we can, you know, where we can meet. And then with that eye contact, kind of bring some conversation to a talking point. And not everybody wants to talk about chemtrails or fluoride, but there is a talking point that everybody can resonate with because truth is a frequency that everyone can come to. Ultimately, we get to make the decision. We can either accept truth as the authority or authority as the truth. 
meaning we can yeah, be I told like how to think. I heard you say that yeah. before. I like that a lot. I, I yeah, love I like that saying. I love it. I like that quote. I, there's actually a, a Benjamin Franklin quote that I like to say too, um, which I don't know. Maybe maybe he had slaves. Maybe he wasn't cool. But I do like uh, what he had to say about helping people. He said, if you have the ability to help someone in need, you have that responsibility to help that person in need and not just helping someone by like, you know, picking them up or offering them money or giving them food or anything, but bringing somebody towards that beacon of light and letting them honor that truth and, and help themselves save themselves. Right. I think that is if beautiful. truth is beautiful. Yeah, it's truth. If truth as if truth has led me to learning about frequency and health and integrating all of this stuff and even like I know this the show is is going to be coming to an end eventually, but but yeah, when I, you're I, ready, because I can look, I can listen to you for hours, man. So I'm I'm, I'm following your lead. <laughs> I like to keep it at least uh, to two hours or less for yeah for yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so learning about frequency, the first thing that you can do is learn about binaural beats. What binaural beats are? B i n a u r a l. Binaural beats are these meditative uh, songs or frequencies you can listen to to help you sleep or help you chill out or whatever. What it is, is your brain has a frequency that it operates at. Actually, your heart does too, based on your mood. So if you're agitated or if you're sleeping or in a very calm, chill, meditative state, you're in a different frequency pattern. It's, it's literally, literally this electromagnetic frequency that your brain is emitting, okay? And they have different right. ranges, ranges and categories. There's, there's alpha, gamma, theta, beta. And if you're in a theta brainwave state, it's where you are when you're having REM sleep or where you are when you're in a trance or you're meditating. It's this very calm, chill place for your brain to be and you can actually absorb information better and sleep well and get relaxed and so you can put yourself in this certain brainwave state just by listening to these things called binaural beats which you can upload on the internet or find on youtube or whatever what it does I've seen them. yeah i've seen them what it does is it plays a frequency in one ear and then a different frequency in the other ear so for instance um a binaural wavelength that is in that range the frequency range which is theta is uh seven hertz and hertz is how many times uh the frequency goes by per second it's named after heinrich hertz who studied um, emf and studied um, all of this and he actually was around so much of it that he died really early at the age of 36 so wow. it's actually important when you're learning about frequency and 5g and hertz and all this stuff to learn that the guy who the, who founded it and was the godfather on it he died really early from as a so result much, yeah from so much exposure to the radiation that he was surrounding some himself with so either way if you want to get to a theta state brainwave state of seven hertz you listen to these headphones where you can't even tell but on the headphones one side of the headphone is at 17 hertz one side of the headphones at 10 hertz and your brain it computes the differential which is seven hertz and it slides into that brainwave state so you start wow. to learn wow you can just listen to headphones for a few minutes and change your mood change your brainwave state then you start to learn about for instance this um propaganda nazi minister uh joseph Goebbels. Goebbels, um, yeah well Goebbels. yeah you know 
If someone told me that it was Garbles. I believe that's how it's pronounced. It's Garbles. I don't no, know. I, I hear it pronounced. No, I hear it pronounced all kinds of ways, but I know who you mean. Yeah. The dude is German, and it's spelled, and, and I'm not, I don't care how I say it, I'm not, and you can correct me all you want, but the dude is German, and it's spelled G-O-E-B-B-E-L-S. Joseph Goebbels, I'm going to until someone, <laughs> yeah, until someone corrects me next, it's now Goebbels, because I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, he, no, I, I, yeah. no, it's cool. He learned, <laughs> he learned about how easily manipulated the human mind was by frequency and by music that the original music before he went and messed with it was tuned to an A of 432 hertz A. So if you tune your A in your in your whole musical um, notes with like the A, B, C, all the different tones of music. Right, uh, your scale, yeah. Right, EGBDF, your whole scale, right? The A is tuned to 432 hertz A, and then everything is is comes off of that off the scale. Correct. Well, well, when that music was tuned to 432 hertz A, it was resonating with with people so much that they could literally have a elevated consciousness, spiritual, engaged, engaged relationship with this mu- music. That they're actually having an elevated experience from listening to this music. So they found like the Rockefeller and the Rockefellers and Joseph sure. Goebbels and the Nazi regime. They were very aggressive and worried about this because I believe that we are co-creator beings of frequency and that having music that tuned us to an elevated consciousness was was dangerous for them because our true abilities as, as elevated spiritual beings were to be realized. So the music was literally retuned, okay, wow. to a 440 hertz A. So an 8 hertz differential, and now... The music, and it's to this day still a 440 hertz A, where it's it's actually slightly tuned to be disharmonious, to actually make us slightly agitated, even though we don't realize it. So if you start to learn about frequency, you start to learn about Goebbels, Goebbels, and you start to learn about uh, binaural beats, and even this gentleman by the name of Royal Raymond Rife. Right, he, I did a, a podcast on him. I did, yeah, with his machine. He invented the telescope, and he had that Royal Rife machine, which cured cancer. Amazing. Amazing. He did, and um, he invented the uh, the microscope. And I and I'll have to take a look at, at that episode because I do want to learn more about him. But he was a genius. He lived in San Diego, and he learned that his machine that he developed. He learned that his machine could tune into your body, the Rife machine, um, titled by his last name, Royal Raymond Rife, R I F E. The Rife machine could tune its frequency to find the reverse antithesis frequency of uh, problematic things like cancer or viruses and eliminate them. So for instance, an opera singer, when she tunes her voice to a certain pitch and can shatter that wine glass, his device could shatter a cancer cell or a HIV virus. Didn't he cure 12 out of 12? He cured 12 out of 12 people of cancer, didn't he? Like in 90 days or something? I, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but he was he was curing a lot of people before his technology was yet again taken by the FDA and he just died mysteriously. Right. But this information, right. once you start to learn about frequency and this the invi- the invisible world that we live in, because we're surrounded by this, you can start to take a step back and see the bigger picture and 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 literally absorb all of it. It goes all the way back to our 
ancestry to health to the to, to how things are propagandized to to convince us to think certain ways to to literally shape and coerce our minds because our minds are so suggestible especially under the influence of frequency and then in a 5g society an environment of 5g where there's a, a frequency emitting tower on our literally on our doorsteps if this can be used to potentially change the way our minds are up the frequencies by which our minds right. are operating in then literally we could be surrounded by mind control devices okay so, so it's, a, it's a control mechanism it, um, could be used, it could be used as a control mechanism yeah so you know i think I think yeah, not, sorry, not living in, no, I think it's important to not live in fear, but to know the possibilities and to educate ourselves onto all these interconnected, interwoven topics. And it's not just mothers against fluoride or, or parents against vaccines or, or actual activists against uh, chemtrails. It's an all embracing truth that we're all a part of. And we're all together in this as, as right. human beings, right. as human beings, having a human being experience. We're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And once we start to evolve towards that understanding and to know that we all bleed red and that we're all the same, that there's nothing, there's no difference between me and you, even though we're told that your sex and your height and your style and, and your, your sexual orientation and all these things are supposed to divide us to the point that we can't even be a community anymore. Let's take a step back. We look each other in the eyes recognize correct our spirituality our souls and, and just say namaste and, and live together in peace and realize that we're here for a reason which is to embrace the truth and to move forward and to and to create a world that's worth living for our children right so how are we going to do that how are we going to do that we have to, to to protect them we have to embrace the truth we have to bring the truth right. forward we also have to work together right and what does correct. that look like well we can all we can all come together on this vibration of truth and then there your vibe attracts your tribe and we can all come together in love and harmony but first we have to set aside our differences and to realize that it's the differences that are separating us not not it's we are separating ourselves essentially so i'm on this tangent but yeah i'll pass the mic over to you i think it's just really important for us to integrate yeah, all I this just, and to not to get yeah, focused I, I, on things what you're saying really is that is the separation that we see from one another really is an illusion, as what the Indians they call Maya illusion. That separation because we're really I'm going to give you a very very quick analogy of my philosophy on that oneness, and it's this: I can prove to you that everything in this existence is duplicitous duality, because everything broken down to its smallest component is an atom which has a positive and negative charge. Now you can get into quirks and all that, but you know. Uh, the smallest component is an atom has a positive and negative charge. There's only one thing in all of existence that is singular. And it's very, I'd be surprised if you can guess it, but it's a photon of light, which is singular. And that singular photon of light supports all of existence through photosynthesis. So the separation between us all is illusionary because my goal is not to be duplicitous, but to be that singularity with all of mankind, with everyone. So you, yeah, you really hit the nail on the head with that. And what I want to know, again, I don't want to, I know you're busy and you have a lot of things to do. So if in closing, if you want to, you know, uh, speak to the audience and let them know where they can, you know, what you have going on and your next podcast. And, you know, I'm going to put all the links on the description. But if there's, in closing, if there's anything you want to say, because I'm sure you're busy. Um, yeah, we can, uh, we can, you know, get your information. Uh, well, firstly, I really appreciate you thinking of me and having me on. 
And sure. secondly, in closing, um, and, and thanks for having the show and, and being who you are. I mean, honestly, New Yorkers are a special breed, brother. And, yes, and we having, are. We are. And having, having an awake New Yorker, I'm going to preach and try to say, um, I'm preaching to the choir. I'm going to try to convey this message of making eye contact. But New Yorkers actually know how to do that. You know, I'm, I'm now living in California. It's a little different, but I'm going to say it anyways. I want people to be encouraged to embrace and honor their humanity. I'm actually considering taking on a campaign that's just human for life. That's it. Human for life. Yes. Because yeah. we're entering into a day and age where we're being told that technology is superior than humanity, where we need these upgrades and these chips and all these things. Amazon. To what? To, robots. To, to, Amazon robots. Yeah, to tweak our egos. I mean, it's, it's literally to tweak our egos. So ultimately, I want people to think about this my life was completely changed when i went out with a flyer and got off the internet yeah i post on facebook yes i have these websites and, and i'm really looking forward to hearing from you and to having your support but especially impactful was looking into people's eyes and having these conversations learning how to speak to anyone learning how to speak to anyone and everyone and that's what's beautiful about new york the diversity you have it right there but making these eye contacts and, and you have a and, friend you have a friend in new york man i'm always here you have a friend here in new york so i love that i love yeah. that beautiful it's it's a, it's amazing and I, and I look forward to visiting you and i and i, and I want to check i want to come to new york to to be able to meet um some some people and to spread these truths because i think it's important to honor everyone's humanity and to, to say yeah we are together in this so if you're passionate about something, or if you're not, then try it a different way. Just try a very gentle, like having a conversation with someone eye to eye contact, but try leaving your phone at home. Try logging off of your social media, your Snapchat, all these things, and try having an yes. eye to eye conversation with a stranger. I don't care if you're just saying, how's your day going to someone in line at the grocery store, but check it out. It's important to connect, okay? Because we're yes. that's all, all we're doing is disconnecting and we're having our conversations on our phones. And if you walk through uh, a bar or an airport or whatever it may be, everyone's face is lit up by their devices. They're not even looking at you. You could be- It's, it's sad, it's sad. You could be wearing a clown outfit and nobody would even know. They wouldn't notice. They wouldn't I want it. people to just honor it. It's, it sounds so simple, but just look up from your phone and honor that old lady on the bus and say, how are you? It's that simple. I mean, I like to say to really get inspired and to honor your, your passion. And if you're really passionate about veganism or Buddhism or whatever it may be, to maybe print up some little flyers and to hand them out at farmer's markets, start this conversation that way. And then it's a little easier and you can, you can, you know, you have that tool, the flyer. If you really I like this. Matt, I talk to people all day long, man. I, I was born talking. <laughs> so that's the Brooklyn it. in me. I talk. I love it. I love it. Right. I just want people to honor that, you know. And if you're really passionate about maybe chemtrails, you can I'll send you some DVDs and then you have a DVD in your hand and you can go up to people who you think are gonna honor it and say, Hey, have you seen this movie? And then you have that talking point. It's all it's a little yeah, easy. We're gonna we're gonna exchange some emails. We're gonna exchange emails because a, a lot of what you're putting out here is real positive and and you seem to be like one of the few people that I see actually doing it in this manner, you know, integrating everything and putting it out there, you know, just for, for the benefit of, you know, of, 
fellow men, you know. So, I don't, again, I don't want to keep you. We're coming up on the two-hour point. Um, I really want to thank you for coming on the Alpha Male Voters podcast. Um, and again, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to support you on your side, and uh, I got to check out everything that you have going out. And uh, Mr. Matt Landman, I want to thank you for your time, and I just want to say namaste. Hey, namaste, brother, and and, and keep doing what you're All doing, right. and, and and please keep in touch. Keep me in the loop. We'll we'll do. Thank you, Matt, for your time, and we'll be uh, corresponding. Thank you. Good, good night. Good night. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast so it's motivational and inspirational i also have promotional t-shirts if you go to my website alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com you can see the promotional t-shirts there reach out to me also if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast just reach out and see if i can get that done i've been getting some really Great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.